Good evening, saints. Before I uh, get fully into the lesson, I have a true story to tell you, but this true story story will show you how sometimes God has to step in and <clears throat> and remove our anxieties, our worries, and our fretfulness. Some months ago, back in May, because of something that happened beyond my circumstances, um, I was out of my hotel space for some two months. And in those two months, I could not get any insulin, any blood pressure medicine, or any of the other medicines that I needed. Um, and everything got out of kilter. Starting with the doctor and the pharmacist, the pharmacist recommended a medicine that my doctor did not know whether it was, she was willing to try it or not, but she took this lady at her word and, and she tried it and um, it did work. The problem became though was that um, it was a medicine that had to be mixed and you had to look to make sure to see if it was clear or cloudy. That dictated whether it was mixed. There was a brother who had the skills to do this and he has faithfully come to me every Tuesday since that time and mix this medicine and give it to me so I could take it in an injection. There are two medications like that that I do, one every Tuesday and one once a month on Tuesday. There were others here that I know had me in prayer, and there were ones that I could pick up the phone call and they would look up information for me to tell me what the side effects and things were of, for these medications. There is another brother and sister in the Lord that right now, every morning at four o'clock, I have to call in my readings and she has to get in touch with me to let me know whether these are good readings, bad readings, or whatever. I tell all these things and there's one special sister that very often sends me an email and her quote is, for my encouragement, she says, Sonny, I'm always praying for you, and as I pray my prayers throughout the day, I continually pray for you, and I always will. This was something special to me, has meant a lot, and with all the other prayers and her prayers, it has been much encouragement to me. And with that, let's look at the lesson. My lesson this evening is called Don't Be Anxious. One of the Lord's most faithful followers, Martha, was a warrior, just like me. She became filled with anxiety about her household tasks and her sister's failure to help her with them. Martha felt that Mary was not, do help was not doing her duties and not helping her. She became so irritated with her sister that she complained and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me alone to serve? Tell her then to help me. We can read this story in Luke chapter 10, starting with verse 40. How many of us today are Martha's, anxious and troubled at many things. Gently, the, gently Jesus rebuked her and pointed out that Mary 
had chosen the better part that could never be taken away from her. She had left all to follow him. Zebedee, the father of James and John, could have made the same complaint when Jesus called his sons and told them to leave their fishing and their father and follow him. Peter's wife could have complained to Jesus concerning Peter when he left all to follow Jesus Christ. It is hard for us to see and practice the one thing that is needful. It has been shown that there is a relationship between anxiety, worry, and fretfulness. Anxiety is defined as uneasiness or distress of mind regarding some uncertain event which may involve danger or misfortune. It relates to a future that is unknown. It is primarily mental. Wary is called anxiety's weaker sister. Did you know that? That is, it is communicative, communicative more restless, and petty. And still there is even a weaker sister than anxiety and worry, and it is named fretfulness. This also related to men, and she is a weaker sister of both of these. Fretfulness is designed as, excuse me, fretfulness is defined as a futile complaint about something without any idea about how to change it, but simply talking about it to others. The problems of our time are so deep that this era has been called the age of anxiety. There is probably no sin as widespread, yet our Lord commanded us, do not be anxious about your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink. Also, don't be anxious about your body, what you shall put on. We find this writing in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 35, and Mike read that in, uh, from 25 to 33. Many people are careful about telling the truth. Who would not even think about murder, murdering anyone nor of using God's name in vain. But they are still guilty of worry and fretfulness. Countless hours are lost through anxiety. Multitudes of people, not a few, but multitudes, damage their health and shorten their lives through anxiety. They also make their lives miserable, miserable by being chronic, 
worriers. Worry is deceptive. It always assigns to itself the highest and purest of motives. Long after any good can come from our abnormal concern, it lingers much like the smile of the mischievous cat. Now let's look at some false remedies. One false or inadequate remedy for anxiety and worry has been to tell oneself that because all one's worries are just in the mind, one needs only to relax and the problems will go away or disappear. Every day, in every way, I am getting better and better. In psychological terms, this false remedy and way of thinking is based on a popular method of psychotherapy and self-improvement and also based on optimistic and auto-suggestion. This is an inadequate remedy. While much of the problem is in your thinking and thought control and may be an effective Bible principle, we must also realize that we also have real problems as human beings and just dismissing them from our minds will not make them go away. Another false remedy is to think that if God is with me, everything will be all right. The Bible makes clear that there is no immunity from pain, suffering, and death promised to the Christian. The Bible does not promise us that everything will be always, everything always will be sweet and no problems will exist in our life. But it does always, excuse me, it does allow us to have peace of mind in dealing with the many circumstances that confront us on a daily basis. So, the question becomes, what can we do to overcome anxiety? The first thing we must do is to turn to God for help and place our confidence in him. Against the background and Jesus' teaching on worry and anxiety, we have his marvelous admonition, but seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be given unto you as well. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let today's own trouble be sufficient for that day. One may read that scripture in Matthew chapter 6, verses, verse 33 and 34. Jesus advises us to take each day in its 
turn, face its problems honestly, and not to worry about tomorrow. How great is this message from the master teacher? So many of our worries are about little things. Uh, little things that really do not matter. Many worries are about things we can't help. So these things we must accept. God helps us develop the ability to, to discern between the essential and the non-essential. He will lead us to trust his care and provisions for us. He cares for the birds, the grass of the field, and the short-lived flowers. He will care for us. When we learn to see things from God's perspective, we can learn to say with the Apostle Paul, if we live, we live unto the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. Romans 14, 8. If our faith depends on each day's deadline, we are bound to be anxious about tomorrow's world. But if our faith is placed in that all-loving, all-knowing, all-powerful God who taught us, cast all your cares and anxieties on him, for he cares about you. 1 Peter 5, 8. We will know peace of mind. Placing our lives at his disposal, we know that he works in everything for our good. Romans 8.28 I end with this quote. This is my father's world. Oh, let me ne'er forget. Though the wrong seems strong, God is ruler yet. This is my father's world. Why should my heart be sad? The Lord is king. Let the heavens ring. God reigns. Let the earth be glad. Maybe this will give you some further insight into what God would have us to do and how he would have us to deal with anxiety, especially as Christians. And if you're one here tonight that's not a Christian and may not have that ability to get help from God, and if you have not repented of your sins, confessed that Jesus is the living Son of God, and have not been baptized, we ask that you come forward and do that. Time is short. If you need the prayers of the congregation for anything, or if you need any other type of help from the congregation here, we ask and pray that you come forward as the song as we sing the song that has been selected. <laughs>